I'm about to feed them to the sharks right now. Get them hype right now. Yeah. You know the ground is up. Yeah. Everybody that trains, you know the game. Yeah. So let's get it. Uh. Slap it up, bump it and roll. Hey. Yeah, that's the way that it go. Ain't no better way to better yourself in this game. You're feeling the growth. That's time on the mat. We put in the work. Believe it ain't easy, I know. You know. But we train for the love of the game, the love of the art. Now slap it up, bump it, let's roll. Let's roll. Welcome to episode 46 of the BJJ Campaign Podcast. My name is Jeff Boone. I'm an A3, blue belt, two stripes. Phil Coors, A2, blue belt, one stripe. And Phil, on the BJJ Campaign Facebook group, mm-hmm. we uh, we got some questions from some listeners. Bunch some, of good ones, too. Yeah, I know, right? Really good ones. We're not all going to use all questions on this episode we're going to save some of those for um some people who are smarter than us to answer yeah and just as a disclaimer um we're blue belts we don't claim to be experts on this however these are all topics that that we both thought about a lot and probably asked or read articles on so you know just want to put that disclaimer out there we're not doctors it's true yeah it's been proven um but yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm think we're going to get to every question, just not all in this episode. Like I think is what you're trying to say, but yeah, that's probably something we should do once a month or something is just ask and, and try to keep, cause I, I know I always ask for it, but I think making the post was a good idea. I think it worked out pretty well. I'm excited. We got a lot of good questions. A lot of very thoughtful questions, <clears throat> insightful questions, ones that we can't make up because we're not that thoughtful or insightful sometimes. Yeah. I think everybody's at a different point and different things are important to different people. So then, you know, just because it never crosses my mind doesn't mean it's not something I shouldn't think about. Right. So our first question comes from Julie. Um, she asks about videos and, and how to use videos in training. Uh, just w- watching videos doesn't seem helpful to her. You're just watching the videos is how I read it. So it, yeah. to me, that seems similar to the same. I, I don't know. I watched a lot at first and now I hardly ever do. Even like YouTube, Instagram stuff. I mean, it's super rare that I watch anything. And usually if I do, I don't follow up with it. I'll go back and watch things that I've watched before um, to like review stuff. And I have a couple like instructional things that I've watched in the past that I can go back to, but it was always things that like, I've never watched like the leg lock thing like you did, you know, to try to bring this whole new, um, aspect to your jujitsu that you've never done before. I've never done that. Um, it's always been something that I already was doing and I was looking for just more on it. So like the, I think it was Cabrinha did the close guard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that was when I started doing like lapel stuff from the close guard. Um, like by trying to, that was what I got from that. Um, and there was, uh, I think it was a Lovato's like pressure passing thing. Mm-hmm. So it was things that I had already been trying to do um, was what I did. But I totally agree with her where you can watch those all day, but, I don't get a lot from it. Like I, I, I do so much better obviously in class cause you're drilling, you know, it, and we've been talking about it a lot recently, but it seems like all the problems that I'm running into, I think I'm finally, uh, 
able to see some of the solutions as they're being presented in class where before I just, you know, it's kind of a empty head basically in there and just doing whatever they said to. Now I can see the situations more, you know, I can recognize the situations as they're talking about it in class and when it comes up and even things about like where my elbow is on like a knee cut I was talking about, you know, I was just showing Luke as he was telling me something and I was like, this is what I've been trying to do. And I'm just like slow motion, no resistance. And my elbow's five miles away from my body. I'm like, even now, you know, I'm getting into the thing. I'm like, I can't even do it right. You know? So, but yeah, I, I, I'm not a huge fan of, of watching instructional videos. Not for me. Or even YouTube videos. Right. Yeah. YouTube instructional. So, um, so first off, you know, it's, it's a great question, Julie, because, I don't care who you are. If you're doing jujitsu, you're going to watch YouTube videos or instructional videos. You know, it's not what your professor or coach really wants you get to get the bulk of your information from because right. You're getting the foundation, the fundamentals from the training that you do in your Academy. And that could be another reason too, because I have no, I mean, cause I'm able to go in four or five days a week. John's always there. Anytime I have a question, he has the answer. You know, yeah. I don't feel the need to leave and be like, oh, I'm going to go YouTube that. I mean, I just, he asks every time at the end of sparring, do you have any questions? And usually I do, you know. Having said that, I love going down that rabbit hole of YouTube. I know you do. I can't get enough of it. Yeah. I And here's the thing is you've got the tangible with what you're learning in jujitsu and that is what you do in the academy right what what you're you're drilling your training consists of in the academy and then you've got your intangible items which is anything outside of that right and i consider the videos uh whether it be youtube or whether it be that the danaher system we got a couple of those danaher systems um it what what it does for me i don't ever get a single move off of those videos i i I just don't but what i do get is because i'm a conceptual learner i get to understand the movements better not that i'm going to be doing them correctly because i'm not for a long time going to be doing them correctly entirely and so for me it's that intangible benefit of putting thought into each of those movements in each of those positions. I thought a great, for example, was last week when Roland sent us the, um, sent us the, um, butterfly guard. Yeah. Butterfly guard. Andrew. No idea. Was Bursky. <laughs> yeah. I, I just butchered his last name. I don't, I don't know. But, but he was, it was all conceptual. It wasn't, I mean, yeah, he was doing the moves, but he was just showing well, why you would put your foot and staple the leg on one to fake the John Wayne sweep to go to the butterfly sweep to the other. So that, that conceptual learning for me, it really helps. And, um, and and it feels like that it gives me a better idea when I'm in class. Yeah. I mean, even going back to that, I sat there and I watched the whole video and I couldn't tell you one thing that happened in that video. Like, I remember you, the leg staple thing now that you brought it up, but no. I mean, I couldn't do it. So I think that's another reason. Like, I'd have to watch the video basically before I walked in, and then I'd have to drill it. If I don't do it, it doesn't matter. But it's, that's concept. It's concepts. It's just... It doesn't... Unless it's... Unless 
maybe if it was like a burning question in my head, you mm-hmm. know, that I needed to solve, but that's, I've noticed, uh, I think I said it recently, but like, I've noticed that all I can do is solve one problem at a time. That's all my brain can handle. Like I can't just butterfly guard. I've like, I've decided in my head that like scissor sweeps and and like passing the guard and trying to be heavy is all I'm concerned about. Butterfly guard, super cool. I could see how effective it would be. I tried to do open guard stuff today. None of it worked, but it doesn't matter. Like I have these other problems that I'm focusing on right now. Like I can see that stuff. And if I don't drill it, it's just, it's not there. It's totally, it's just immediately out of my head. Well, hundred percent agreed. agree with that. But for me, the butterfly guard was a deficit in my game that I want to, that I am addressing that I've trained today that I've been training over the last week, really trying to get better at the concepts of it. And it, and it does help. You focused on it then. Yeah. Yeah. I was focused on it, but so that's I what think, I watch is I watch stuff that I'm focused on to get the concepts behind what it is. Okay. Cause I, I've gone and just like when I've watched a couple, like when I was a long time ago, I'd go down like somebody's YouTube page and just watch video, you know, one through 15. None of them were related. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, it's a triangle. It's a guard pass. It's a, it's a takedown, you know, none of them go together. And it's just, as I'm watching it, everything makes perfect sense. And I'm like, I feel like I'm learning. And then if you ask me five minutes later, what was the first step of that triangle? I'd be like, I have no idea. You know, it made sense when I was watching it, but Mm -hmm. I don't remember. And then it's just basically, for me, it's pointless unless I'm, I have to drill it. And I basically have to do it wrong. Well, and, fix and it. do you remember Marilla Bustamante? We did the, the, the mount video, the mount video. We, we actually took the video in and we drilled it. Um, and that's what we did with that closed guard Cabrinho one. Yeah. 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 Same, same thing. But so that's, that helps. Yeah. That, I'll, I'll do it if it, if it, I, I think it will help. But again, it's, it's, if you're not drilling it, it's pointless. I, I just, I don't know. I've kind of strayed from just the, or stopped with the, um, I guess the random videos of like, I don't know. I see a lot of things where I'm like, oh yeah, that looks kind of cool. But it's like, if I, I mean, that's pointless for me to watch if I try to do that to anybody. Like some of these like guard pass things that you see and they're like spinning around into an arm bar and it's like, I'm definitely watching that one. It's like, yeah, it looks cool. (laughs) Um, but it looks not like something I'm going to be doing anytime soon. I, I don't know. Yeah, no, they're fun to watch. I enjoy watching those. I'm also too, very sometimes. stubborn, and I I know I'm a slow learner, and I just I'm that one problem at a time. It's like I'm focusing on this one problem that's right in front of me. Yeah, and I've been here for a while, but I'm gonna figure it out. Of but course you will. This is the one I'm working on. Yeah, you always do. No, and that's I mean that's good advice. That's good advice. And Julie, excellent question. Thank you for very much for that. Next, our next question comes from one of our training partners, Delvin. Delvin asks. The the mindset of um, getting good quickly versus enjoying the journey. Uh, he mentioned he'd actually mentioned someone's system well, and I said, "Yeah, that was the Kit Dale system." He says, "And was, he was in he was in the book, or he he was in the podcast. I think the Brick was it the BJJ Brick podcast that talked about that made me read that book. What was the I can't think of it the the learning book." I have no idea. You do know. It's the book, the only book we've ever talked about on this podcast. I'm blanking real hard right now. Zen Jiu-Jitsu? No. White to Blue? Nope. 
No, the book We've about talked learning. About that book. Yeah, Salo Barrow. Book. The book where you learn the violin player, you make the mistakes, you correct oh, the mistakes. Oh, Daniel Coyle. Yeah, yes. the talent code. Talent code. Sorry. That was Kit Dale, right? He was referenced in another podcast that he read that book, and that's how he uh, implements that style of learning into his training. I'm pretty sure you just made that up. No, it was in another podcast. I mean, I, I'm all for not letting the facts get in the way of a good <laughs> I, story, there was but in I a, feel like you made that up. But I don't know. I might be wrong. We, you... That's frustrating because I can't remember all the details because I'm pretty sure Kit Dale, he was mentioned in another podcast where he was talking about like, um, how people got their black belt super fast and like Kit Dale got it in like five years, four years. Okay. Four years. So he implemented that style, the talent code style into, of learning into his jujitsu. So I guess none of that really matters. My whole point on that would be like Kit Dale got it super fast because he got good super fast. So I'm all about enjoying the journey as well. But like my, if I was actually good enough to be a black belt fast enough, that would be cool. I would never want to have a black belt and still be really bad at jujitsu. That would be terrible. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, and nobody wants that. Yeah. But, but I think, I mean, I think Delvin's question is a valid one, right? It's just that I would be a hypocrite if I said, Man, if you told me a way that I would, my skill level would go to that of a black belt in two years by following this method and it actually worked, I'm a hundred percent in. I mean, I'm going to enjoy that journey. Just have to drill 10 hours a day. Listen, Phil, I don't think, okay, fine. I'll quit my job. It's fine. I'm done. (laughs) I'm out. Pretty sure if you drill 10 hours a day, you can figure something out. Who's going to do that with me? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I'm in for that one. <laughs> no, but, but I mean, too, especially with Kit Dell, I mean, you, you, I heard it, and it was in the BJJ Brick podcast because I remember him talking about his training schedule, you know, morning, evening, six, out, six hours a day of training. You know, there's very few people who can do that. And some would say, well, maybe that's the Malcolm Gladwell 10,000 hours. He got in 10,000 hours, so he's an expert at it, right? I mean, that's what it takes to be an expert, and whether that means black belt or whatever that means. Uh, 10,000 hours is going to make you an expert at something. If you've been thinking about it, if you've been doing it for 10,000 hours. I shouldn't say thinking about it. If you've been practicing it for 10,000 hours, then you're going to be an expert. Yeah, and if you go about it and trying to fix it and improve as like along the way. That's what I said. I was wasting a bunch of time and the closed guard and not trying to advance my position and stuff. And that was, you know, in my opinion, a little bit of wasted time because I had a goal I wanted to work towards and I was refusing to do it. Um, you know, but if you improve how you're training along the way, I think that would, that would definitely go a long way when you're putting in that time that that would be another way he could improve so fast. But yeah, I don't, I don't really care so much about the belt stuff, obviously, because to me, it's it's always going to go back to like, if we roll, what's going to happen? And that's pretty much all that's going to matter. I hate sucking at jujitsu. I really hate it a lot. I hate it so much. I like to train like four or five days a week, you know? Yeah. I just want to get better. Right. Um, so that's really all that matters. And one of the tenets of this podcast is try to get better quicker, more efficiently by sharing information, by, by studying information. That's why we're doing this. Um, you know, 
you know, I know the money, the fame, all that stuff yeah, comes yes, into obviously. it a lot too. Yep. However, mm-hmm. <laughs> none of that stuff really matters. It just gives us an opportunity to kind of parse out our thoughts and other people's thoughts uh, that have that have also been on that same journey that we are in a different, totally different way, but giving thought to different things that we might not think about. So thinking about those things, addressing your your weaknesses, um, trying to just conceptually understand what it takes to be better. Uh, that's going to make you better faster. Does that mean you don't enjoy the journey? I don't think it does. Well, those little things that you're always working towards where it's like, I don't even care if I submit, people sometimes like getting that like sweep off balance not getting swept like those little tiny victories are that's enjoying the journey for me like yeah it's that incremental little improvements on some of these things like so i don't know sometimes um i've talked about before getting frustrated because i'm trying new stuff and it's not working and that's super irritating i hate sucking you know, nobody likes to do, nobody right. likes that. Um, but the as the improvement starts to happen, like you, you can see how it's working. The the work that you're doing towards improving, it's gonna work eventually. You just have to get through the the bad part. But um, it's gonna be the same with everything. But I think once you get the little base of knowledge in the different areas that the learning curve is going to kind of speed up. You'll get better at the other stuff a little quicker. Um, but that's the fun part of the journey for me. I'm that's, that is what I enjoy. I said before, like if you're in like chasing like a level up thing in jujitsu and like you're chasing belts, you picked a really weird hobby. Man, it's so hard. that would be right so one. hard if that's like, and there are some people like that, right? But that would be so hard because it'd be really frustrating if that's yeah. what you're, if your goal was just that belt, that's just really, that'd be really frustrating. Yeah. So anyway, great question, Delvin. Thank you for submitting that. And, uh, next, another one of our training partners, um, Marshall, he said, what are you starting to learn about, um, whenever you're a new blue belt and Marshall's brand new blue belt at our Academy. Right. Yeah. And, um, actually Mark Kukro just made a post about this. Mark Kukro is a Pedro Sauer black belt in Harrisburg, Harrisonburg, mm-hmm. um, North Carolina. No, Harrisburg. Harrisburg? I think Harris- Harrisburg. Sorry, Harrisburg. Yeah. Harrisonburg's Virginia. Harrisburg is North Carolina. Um, now nah, everybody's confused. Yeah, no. Sorry. It's integrated martial arts, right? Integrated martial arts. Yeah, great academy. Derek, our buddy Derek and Kelly and their so, family, yeah. uh, they all go. Um, Derek's a blue belt under Mark. And um, he just made a post on Blue Belt Mafia uh, about this. What just asking people what they were, um, what they were working on. Whenever in in Blue Belt specifically, what they were working on um, to get better at. Did you see that one? Yeah, you liked my comment. So the sweet passing the guard. Oh, that's right. Yeah. What about you, butterfly guard? Yeah. Yeah. What was the question? What did Marshall ask? Marshall asked, what, so, so basically. Because I read this question totally different than what you just said. So, so what are you starting to learn about whenever you get your blue belt? And also, what will it take to go from uh, blue to purple? Um, I, I, let, I let John worry about 
belts, blue to purple. I mean, I think blue, just to kind of blanket statement that we it depends on where you train at with from blue to purple and blue to purple is uh, at our academy. We're tested at purple belt. So we have a list of things that we have to do that are fundamentals that we have to have uh, a pretty broad knowledge of. Um, mm-hmm. The testing is very secretive, so I don't know what that all entails. But uh, hopefully, uh, you know, I'll I'll get the opportunity to to check that out at least um, at some point in the next year or three. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, so so from for Marshall specifically, that from blue to purple, we've got the list of items. I don't know how many things are on it. Eighty four. 80, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you've got you've got a Google spreadsheet on it for God's sake. That's true. So. Yes, I have the whole list highlighted in different colors and order of importance and things we've already covered. And um, things you're bad at and things you're not bad. Sure. Bad sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the order of importance. Yeah. yeah if true. I if I've tried it and it's worked against absolutely anybody, we're moving on. We have to do the stuff that's never worked before. <laughs> that's a mistake. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's just a my assumption and what's important and seems important according to that list is the fundamentals. Um, right. That list is all fundamentals. And every time I see one, I learn something new. So as I've nonstop talked about the last like two months, and that's really what I've been working about. That's the majority of the classes I've gone to is trying to fix um, those glaring holes in all the fundamentals. And they work sometimes against people who are brand new. And then they never work against people who are more experienced because I'm doing, um, I'm missing a lot of details that would fix that. So every time I go to a class, one, hopefully two things get fixed uh, or improved and just slowly chipping away at making those things much sharper. Um, I've, yeah, no, that's, in my opinion, that's, what would be the biggest difference? I mean, if you can have a really good understanding of the fundamentals and apply them against most people, um, that would be the difference from blue to purple because yeah, I mean, fundamentals and leg locks. Yep. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just nailed it. Leg locks, um, yeah. Well, there's a couple on there, isn't there? I think straight angle locks probably on there. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, I, I've shared it with you in the audience before, but whenever whenever I got my blue belt, I think at every, kind of at every juncture, you should evaluate where, where you're at and what you should, your training should entail and what purpose you have for the training. And whenever I, I was, I, I remember sending John a message, our professor, and saying that I'm doubling down on the fundamentals. So... That's why I did. What, why are Dude, you just don't double down on the fundamentals? I do, what are you talking about? I go to every fundamentals class. <laughs> That's true. That's true. But you did that before. You didn't double down. You're like, best case scenario, you're about the same as you were before. Like 1.1? 1. 1, maybe. 1. Down? Maybe. Not double down? Not even close. Down? Not even close. I feel like I have because I feel like I'm paying a lot more attention to the detail. I, I feel like I'm learning every... Like, I'm not saying you're not learning. I'm... I'm just saying every time there's an open drilling session or even a private class with John yesterday, we just skip right past that fundamental list, right into whatever you want to do, which is not on that fundamental list. 
Those passes were on the fundamental list, weren't they? No. No. Yeah, maybe you're right, Phil. I mean, maybe. I don't know. They, I just. I'm pretty sure they were. I believe the exact quote was, "All right, whatever. I don't care about the list. I want to work on this pass." I mean, yeah. I mean, that sounds like me. Yeah. It, it was probably it probably is on the list. I actually don't know. I think it is. I think the over under and I think the Sao Paulo are both on the list. Mm-hmm. Sao Paulo pass. Yeah, I don't know. So, okay, maybe I didn't double down. You didn't double down. Maybe that I, always cracks me up because you're like, oh, I'm, I'm going to double down on that heel hook. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> did double down on the heel hooks. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so, so yeah, get to know the fundamentals better. Get to, get to know more details. Yeah, maybe I don't, I, I do attend every fundamentals class, though. Yeah. The problem is you did that before, so you can't really double down. You really had nowhere really to go. Down. You had nowhere semantics, to go. Semantics, Phil. Yeah. Semantics. Yeah, and that's what I'm here for. It give you a super hard time. I'm I think, singling um, down. I think John had I'm a really doing. good point, too, though, about putting all the pressure on yourself when you first get the blue belt, that you got to be much better than you were, you know, 48 hours ago when you didn't have it. Um, nobody cares, you know. Just, oh, those white belts walking in the door care. They care all right. <laughs> They're so coming for you. You'll put the you'll put a bunch of pressure on yourself. I did. Um, did you really? Well, I, I mean, I always do. Um, I don't know that that's. A, what do you mean? I hate sucking. I mean, we've just covered. Yeah, that. I know, but it wasn't because of the blue belt that you just hate sucking. It wasn't because of the blue belt you put more pressure on yourself. I don't know. Maybe. No, I know I didn't. Okay. At all. It's not a competition. If it was, I'd be winning. So <laughs> the, uh, the. Hold on, hold on. I want to go back to that. Because I, I really want you to be honest here. Why do you think I wouldn't do anything but hold people in the closed guard for so long? I. Because mm, I didn't want people on top of me. Because it's hard for me to get out. Okay. That's and that was from the blue belt. I mean, I don't because know. You were doing that at white belt too. Yeah, I it know. wasn't that. It wasn't that. Wasn't the switch. Yeah, I'm. I'm not saying. I don't know. I'm just. It's not something I've ever really thought about before five seconds ago. But I think John had a good point with it. And trying to look back on it, I. I wouldn't leave. I would only go to the one position that I thought I was okay at. Every from everywhere, I would try to end up there. Yeah. And then try to do the one or two things I would do. Yeah, not a good idea. No. That's not, not the way to do it. Yeah. But hey, you didn't do it that long. Year, maybe. Yeah, year like and a half. <laughs> but no, I mean, that's, and you're going to do it and you're going to hear people talk about it and then you'd be like, oh, yeah, it's, that's dumb. I won't do it. And then you do it anyway. And that's what everybody does. Yeah. It's like going a million miles an hour and sparring. People know not to do it. And here we are. Yeah. Well, and you're more likely to do that with someone of your own belt level or. You know, listen. It is it is true. Those those folks, uh, right or wrong, and it, I don't think it's wrong in it, in most ways. But those folks who are less experienced than you, when they see that blue belt, they feel like that that will validate them if they can get the better position on you. And you've got to remember, it's that's okay if they do get the better position on you. You've got you've got to train out of those bad positions with people who aren't as experienced that as you and people who are more experienced than you. Yeah. You know? Um, so, so yeah, there, obviously there is a, a target on your back whenever you do that, but 
you know, it, it all comes down to the, the academy that you're involved in, the environment, the training environment, and we've got a really good training. Well, again, and that's why I, I think it's all going to come back to yourself. I don't think other people really care. Right. Agreed. You know, I, I don't think anybody that we, Tuli still rips my head off half the time. He's a white yeah. belt. Yeah. I put my head down. He grabs it. It's a big problem for me. You yeah. know, this is what it is. I, mean, you, I can't believe you really put your head down. Yeah, once. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One time. Your elbow out? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> but but no, I think that's a good question. And, and he also asks, um, rolling at the blue, if you're blue belt, rolling with upper level, upper level belts, right? I mean, you should be rolling with upper level belts, right? Yeah. Did he mean like at a blue belt level is yeah. kind of how I saw it? Yeah. Yeah, you roll with the upper belts and they put you in bad positions and you defend those bad positions. Good luck. Or if they allow you to have a position, then you then work feverish, then feverishly not to lose it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's it, right? I mean, that's... Yeah, my experience of having a blue belt for like eight, eight, yeah, eight months, eight, nine months has been um, I slowly got better during that time. Yes. Same as before. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. It does. It, yeah. It's not magic, but, but also, um, you know, also I think that was a, a good question by Marshall about rolling with the upper belts, because listen, there are a lot of the upper belts. They're working on themselves as well. Mm-hmm. You know, they're trying to, you know, um, they're trying to make their jujitsu better as well. And guess what? They're going to give up positions to you as a blue belt. And it's your job to try to be technically sound and try to do your best to capitalize on those positions that you get. Yeah. Right. Because they want to defend them. Yeah. And, and what you shouldn't do is if that whoever insert belt level here, that brown belt gives you a position and goes deep into that position because they need to learn or they need to refine what they're doing on that deep uh, getting deep into that position and you submit them, you, you really shouldn't stop and do a victory dance. Right? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. I mean, it happens again to like, to at least rip my head off the other day. Cause I put it down. He's a white belt. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So make the mistakes. They're going to make you pay. Right. Right. So, good question by Marshall. Um, another one on our listeners, Michael Canfield, who we will see next week at Origins Immersion Jiu-Jitsu Camp. Mm-hmm. He was there last year. He'll be here this year. Um, he asked the question, would you prefer to be a specialist or a jack-of-all-trades? Yes. <laughs> Um, I don't, I, yeah, I don't know how to even answer that right now. Cause I did the closed guard for so long and I got pretty good at like one cross choke. Um, that's about all I got that I would consider is pretty good. Um, then I've been working on trying to figure out the rest of the stuff. But from what I understand, the longer you do it, you kind of like, hit different stuff along the way and then you get really good at it and then you just kind of stop doing it. 
John was saying everything he did at Blue Belt, he hardly ever does now. Right. Yeah. No doubt. And and I think whenever I think of this question, I think of like the Dan I Heard Death Squad, right? Yeah. Because they're always considered to be specialists. I think if like competing is your goal, then it would be probably pretty smart to figure out something that can work against pretty much everybody. And you build around that for a competition aspect. Um, I think that's how they, they win a lot or they were winning when it was all by leg locks. But now from, I don't follow competition closely, but I was listening to one of the podcasts, I believe. And they were saying, you know, now there's a lot of people up to speed on leg locks and stuff that that's not working as well. And people have to do something else and something else will come up and that'll be what they have to do now and figure out and getting ahead in that. Yeah. I mean, and I was using that example for a reason and that is, that those guys aren't Gary Tonin, Gordon Ryan, they're not specialists. They're they're really good at jujitsu. Yeah. You know, it happens to be that they they were exploiting something that at the time that they kind of burst on the scene two and a half years ago, two years ago. Um they were exploiting something that that people weren't paying that much attention to on a on a grander scale and they were learning everything about it and they do that with you know um what is it the back take series the triangle series the or close guard series i mean those guys are really good at everything the headlock series i mean all of that stuff so i mean i i agree with you that that if you want to specialize boy i, I just don't know specialize for Competition, but what are you going to specialize for competition that somebody's not going to figure out? You know what I mean? Well, I think it's along the same. Uh, I don't know. It's along the same idea that like when you're sharing with the same people all the time, they can all defend what you want to do, and you go somewhere else, and they have no idea you're going to try that, and they don't defend it nearly as good as everybody that you practice on every day. Sure. You know, and that kind of be the probably what you're going to try to do in a competition, and try to really smooth out one or two techniques attacks whatever that would be your go-to well and i don't think special whenever i think of specializing i think that i think of the rest of your just jujitsu suffering because you do one thing too much yeah that's what i think of and if you're competing every weekend and like that's your goal then i get it um it's not for me because i get bored of stuff Mm -hmm. um kind of quickly and I just want to knowing how much I do struggle with I want to f- address multiple things so that's, that's what I'm trying really hard to do and not be the specialist again that's like I try not to go into closed guard too much because I don't want to stay there and that would be if I was a quote specialist that would be it and um it's not that special. So I just wanted, <laughs> wanted to fix everything else. Yeah. I don't know. That's to me, it's kind of boring just doing one thing all the time. No, for sure. For sure. I mean, and there are people, you know, specializing omoplatas and stuff like that. Triangles. and Now that's I great. think it's, you're saying in the, in the way that it's suffering, but I think most of the people who compete a lot, they build, you know, the quote unquote game around it where you should, you know, you can hit a Kimura from anywhere, which mm. they are anywhere. I don't think that's bad. No, no, no. And then I that agree. can set up the but, entire rest but, of your jiu-jitsu. I, 
I see the. I see why that's very good. And maybe I'm just misunderstanding the question. Like I, whenever somebody says specialized, I think that something's suffering because you're specializing. Something else is suffering because you're specializing in that. Yeah. Your defense or, or something. And I, I may be completely wrong on that. I don't know. Yeah. So I think the agreement that I think we're both agreeing, like if you're suffering in a bunch of areas because you only do one thing and again, like my closed guard, if I keep people in the closed guard, things are going okay for me. When people passed, which most people did, uh, everything else sucked. So that's the stuff I need to work on. That's not okay. Yeah. Yeah, well, I like arguing with you whenever we're arguing the same point. Yeah, cool. It's fun. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, I I think that, I think that, I think we beat that one to death. I don't, I don't think there's any more on that. Yeah, just get good at everything. Right. Yeah. Right. So in 20 years, we'll be there. (laughs) That's why I would watch YouTube videos about just random things all at the same time. (laughs) Uh, the next question from uh, Michael was opinions on warmups. And this was, I think I read an article on this or saw somebody commentating on this on one of the forums. I don't even remember which one. Daniel Frank talked about doing them for too long with us. Who did? Daniel Frank. Oh yeah. Dan- yeah. Yeah. He that's said right. some people do it too long. I, I can't see. He said like 30 minutes. Yeah, some people do 30 minutes. I'm like, that's really that's weird. That's a workout class. So first off, Whenever you go to class, there's usually 10 minutes before you should be warming up and warm whenever you go to class. Right. I mean, that's that's get there early and do that. Having said that, um, you know, our warm ups are fundamental movements of jujitsu, which I want to practice. You yeah. know, I and I won't left to my own devices. I'm not going to practice them. No. So for me. Yeah. Warm-ups are beneficial. And and I get it. I I whenever I'm doing them, I'm all in on them. Don't get me wrong. I want to yeah. do them right and I wanna I wanna really refine what I'm doing. But outside of that warm-up, that ten minute no. what, what do we do? Five minute? Yeah. Maybe five to less than ten minute warm up period. You you know, you're doing your, your hip escapes, you're you're doing uh uh shrimping, bridging, shrimping, bridging, break falling. Yeah. Standing in base, um, you can do reverse shrimping, grabby rolls, back rolls, front rolls. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I would not work on those any other time. No. If we didn't do that during the warm up, so agreed. Yeah. I'm a fan of that. Um, uh, you, you know, our 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 structure is an hour for class, an hour for rolling. I think that works well. Yeah. Um. I, I guess I totally agree. I was going to say, I don't really have much of an opinion on warmups because we don't do any like extended ones. Like they were saying, the only one, the only time they do that is like really warming up for the comp class. I don't like it. Same reason I don't like working out and I don't like running and I, <laughs> and I don't like stretching. You know, I just kind of want to just do jujitsu, but you know, I get, that's also, it's a good idea to do it. It's actually a good point to bring up because I think too, one of the, kind of one of the functions of that warm up in comp class is to make you a little bit tired so that your jujitsu so that you know what your jujitsu is like whenever you're tired and actually try to build that cardio. It's part of it, yeah. I mean it's all those things. It gets you gets you a little tired, but then, you know, the more you do it, the less tired you'll be. And I always go back to it. It's like if I was just 
when I'm way more experienced than the other person, I don't get that tired. I just got to figure out how to be way more experienced than everybody else. Yeah, that's a good point. It's yeah. a good point. Very good point. Uh, and, and it's probably good to work on whenever you aren't as experienced with that, those other people. It is trying to make sure that you're not expending energy in an inefficient way as well. So yeah. that you're tired. So that you're not tired. I mean, obviously, if you're carrying all their weight, it's going to be tough. It's going to, you know, they're going to try to tire you out. That's their job to do that. But yeah, now I, I, warm ups. I think, I think even Joey said today he was like, "Yeah, we're not doing push ups because that doesn't help with jujitsu at all." And I was like, "All right, I'm down." <laughs> so, but yeah, it's not. It doesn't relate and. It, it could from strength training. It could relate. Doing yeah. Push-ups is good for you. Yeah. And it will help your jujitsu. If you're stronger, your jujitsu will be better. That's true. If you're looking at me funny, if I'm way stronger than the other person, a lot more stuff works. <laughs> it hardly ever happens, but a lot more stuff goes real easy when I'm much bigger than the other person. <laughs> Uh, very good well Philly we're going to put this episode in the books uh, but we're super excited about um, going to Origin Camp next week the next episode um, will likely be from there I think we have a whole I think we have another week we're not leaving until the following Sunday we're leaving next Sunday okay or, I'm, not, I'm not good with calendars and stuff I don't, <laughs> I don't know would you like me to send you a calendar invite? Um, yeah, probably. We're leaving next Sunday. All right. I'm not ready. <laughs> no, I'm excited. I can't wait. Yeah, so um, so yeah, the next time we'll be at, at Origin Camp and uh, uh, super excited about that. Hopefully we'll, we'll have a lot of good content for you guys um, that we'll be sharing along the way. And uh, Philly, tell them how they can support us if uh, they wish to. BJJCampaignPodcast.com, uh, t-shirts, patches, um, and the Facebook group. That's the biggest thing because I think just, just these questions that I don't even think of are so helpful. Um, I may not have great opinions on them, but I do have them. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. We're never shy of opinions. Join the, uh, join the Facebook group for sure. Uh, Facebook.com slash BJJCampaignPodcast. And again, I opened it up. So I did friend request, um, Julie, because I saw she requested to join. So again, I, didn't make it open to start with. It was closed, um, but it is open now. So if you do have to um, request an invite, just send me or Jeff a friend request and we'll invite you in. But you should be able to just join. Let's make sure to, um, and we're just going to put this out there. Let's make sure that they that our listeners can follow us. Let's, let's really be diligent about Instagram. I mean, we're terrible at this social media stuff. Mm-hmm. Let's really be diligent at Instagram whenever we're uh, at camp. Okay. Okay. So, so follow that Instagram BJJ campaign podcast mm-hmm. and uh, YouTube and YouTube. Um, probably not going to put much out on YouTube there, from there, but definitely on Instagram. And also you do jujitsu or, well, maybe you don't. I mean, my mother doesn't do jujitsu and she probably listens, but, um, but if you do jujitsu and you have friends who do jujitsu, please share this podcast. If you find it valuable for you. Don't keep it to yourself. It's like your favorite move. Don't keep your favorite move to yourself. Show the other people your favorite move so that you can get better at it. Right? It's true. 
And with that, if you're not out there doing something to make yourself better each and every day, get out there and do it. Phil and I choose jujitsu. We hope you do too. Have a good day, Chris. I'm about to feed him to the sharks right now. Get him hyped right now. Yeah. You know the ground is up. Yeah. Everybody that trains, you know the game. Yeah. So let's get it. Uh. Slap it up, bump it, and roll. Hey. Yeah, that's the way that it goes. Ain't no better way to better yourself in this game. You're feeling the growth. That's, that's time on the mat. We put in the work. Believe it ain't easy, I know. You know. But we train for the love of the game, the love of the art. Now slap it up, bump it, let's roll. Let's roll.